be that. I don't know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, Dad Fit Podcast. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> if Ricky was going horizontal or landscape. Maybe he fell over. I don't know. <laughs> I switched to landscape mode, but it just made me look stupid. So. <laughs> I mean, you're more than welcome to switch it if you want. I don't care. What if I knew how, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it works on the, the phone interface, but anyways, like I said, welcome to the Dad Fit Podcast. Uh, today's guest, we got Ricky. I, just, I always want to say Ricky Bobby because I think that was the first way you introduced yourself to us. <laughs> so that that's always stuck in my head, but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hello, uh, I'm, I'm Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I'm a former uh, former Marine, um, dad, and uh, former bodybuilder. Now I'm just more into uh, hybrid athletics. Um, you already know. Um, and uh, software engineer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need a, we need more of the uh, software engineers who lift. That was definitely the minority. In any classes or anywhere that I've been. <laughs> yeah, man. Where, wherever you guys are, you need to come out, man. Come out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I see them occasionally online, but definitely, definitely the minority on that one. Okay. But I see you got your bodybuilder uh, filter on, so you're not looking too small today. It's good. <laughs> For anyone who's actually, anyone who's not watching the YouTube video, one, why not? And two, Ricky is definitely not small at all. <laughs> I'm actually the smallest I've been in a while. Um, I've been on a cut for like the last month and a half. And uh, I don't know. I, you go through that, that mental thing where you, you look at yourself and you're like, man, I'm getting small. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going through that phase right now, uh, that's been yeah. fun. Oh, dude, I, it's it's like a pendulum on both ends. Like when you're cutting, like maybe a month or so in, you're like, oh, I'm getting too small. And then when you're putting on mass, like two months into that, you're like, oh, big, man, yeah. I'm just a fat dude. Not- <laughs> yeah, it's like a, um, it's it's the the natural uh, bodybuilder's curse. It's like you either look amazing with the shirt on and and <laughs> terrible naked. Oh, you look amazing naked and terrible with the shirt on. <laughs> That's so funny. My my goal uh, ever since I started lifting was to always just look jacked in like a sweater or a sweatshirt. I don't think I've ever hit it yet unless, I mean, I could maybe find like a, a little kid size sweatshirt and maybe I'd look good in that. But <laughs> I remember just any like movies or something I've seen. Um, just the dudes just look jacked in a sweater. I'm like, man, how do they do that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my um, the way I used to gauge myself is whether or not I'm filling out uh, like an extra large long sleeve. <laughs> no room in it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So you mentioned you're a Marine. Can you tell a little bit about your background, just kind of how you got into athletics in general? Oh, yeah. So always been uh, – Pretty much kind of an athlete, uh, entire life. Uh, started off with football, um, then moved on to wrestling, which was my main sport throughout high school. Um, uh, actually pretty good. We, um, won state, uh, what was that junior year? 
Um, and from there, um, I always had like ego to myself. So, uh, decided to join the, uh, the Marine Corps. If you want to join the military, might as well be the best. So, um, <laughs> funny words for some people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, ironically enough, I, um, I did really well on because it, it, originally I, I just wanted the, um, I wanted a combat MOS and, uh, it's kind of what I had my heart set on. And, uh, I, I did so well on the, um, on the ASVAB. I was like, Hey, um, you can have whatever job you want. Like <laughs> we, we, we saved the combat job for the dumb guys. You can, you can do literally whatever you want. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's funny. What's, uh, for people that don't know, what's MOS? So MOS is, um, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but uh, it's basically your job in the military. So um, if you have a, a combat MOS, then you, you're, um, you're going to be one of the uh, fighters. It's, there's multiple, um, multiple different jobs you could choose from but, yeah. um, overall. Uh, so mine was, uh, mine was intelligence. And in that billet, I did counterintelligence. So it's, um, yeah, basically just the, the job you have within the military. That's so and funny. Yeah, you were too smart to be a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we can't be losing going. you, Ricky. <laughs> my last, my last three years, I still ended up switching, uh, to infantry. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to do this better. I might as well try it out while I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Got to punch some dudes in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so you went from football to wrestling. Was did, were you able to do those simultaneous, or were they just too intensive uh, schedules to do them together? I could have done them uh, simultaneously. Um, the football is right before um, wrestling season, so just as football ends, wrestling begins. But okay. uh, I. Once I once I realized I was really good at wrestling, I kind of just like um, during football season I would uh, like I, I trained with them, but I wasn't really interested in playing anymore. So I would uh, it was just all training. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think if I had to redo my high school sports career, I would have definitely done wrestling. Just it carries over to so much more real life yeah. stuff. And yeah. Just, and I, yeah. Yeah. I really love the fact that like I didn't I didn't have to rely on my team for my results. Like we could yeah. we could come in dead last place in a in a meet, but I could still perform like the best in the weight class for that thing. That's I, I love that it was like it it was up to me for how well I performed. And it was yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that hundred percent speaks to me. That's why I like chess and boxing so much. It's yeah. it's a hundred percent reliant on your work before it happens. Like if, yeah. you, if you don't show up prepared, you're going to get crushed. There's nothing else to it. You can't wait for your teammate to tackle the dude. You're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, how do, how would you say, I mean, obviously being a dad and stuff, how do you balance working full time, uh, having the kid, and all your lifting endeavors so i would say it's because lifting and i guess overall fitness like it's a it's a lifestyle and when you when you truly enjoy 
the things that you're doing, it's a lot easier to find a way to to fit it into your life. Like, um, and currently, I, you'll you'll be able to work. like um, if, if your hobby is video games, you'll find a way to to get that in. So, and that's what I always tell my um my clients is that like the most effective way to lose the weight and keep it off is to enjoy what you're doing because you will will stick with it longer and you'll find a way to get it in. And uh Yeah, it's definitely it's, uh, much more difficult if it's like a chore or you have to Yeah. There's so yeah. much more barriers in front of it because then you just be like, it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. Especially exactly. I mean people like us who actually like it, I still have to talk myself into like lifting in my my gym is in my basement so i have even less excuses than people <laughs> but still there's there's always that resistance like right before you're about to go if it's something you truly don't enjoy or you have like a goal in mind that you're working towards it, you're just gonna get crushed it's so easy to talk yourself out of it yeah that's why um this is, i forget where i heard this from but uh he was talking about the uh the difference between motivation and discipline like it's extremely easy to get motivated to get into the gym briefly and but motivation only lasts me so long like i can look down and like oh man getting a little pudgy there and bam i'm motivated to go to the gym but the discipline is what's going to actually keep you doing it when things get hard you're disciplined enough to wake up early in the morning or stay up late to to get it done and the discipline is is usually what people are missing motivation is easy to come by yeah, I mean, just watch a quick YouTube video of Arnold. You get oh, real yeah. pumped up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're going to go lift the gym. And then tomorrow, right like, oh, maybe we don't want to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what, what are you training for right now? Anything in spe- specific? I know you're cutting, but do you have any, like, competitions or anything coming up? <laughs> do I have a competition coming up? Uh, Mr. Spartan Race. I mean, other than the one that you're doing with me, <laughs> I guess that's what I'm training for. Um, and uh, as you probably realize by now, uh, by training, I, I mean not actually training, just uh, doing <laughs> weight training and adding some cardio at the end of it. <laughs> that's funny. What What is your lifting routine right now? Currently on a three day split. Um, and since I have a, a bodybuilding still kind of my strength, I still kind of more primarily like a, a bodybuilding style. Um, it's a three-day split, pretty intense uh, for me at least. Um, I'm trying to get that uh, that fourth day of rest. Uh, I don't know if you're, um, it, and, and writing, it's extremely structured and <laughs> like, uh, but then when I actually get there and I, it's like, okay, what machine is available? So <laughs> sometimes yeah. I, I'll have a plan. I, all right, today's uh back and biceps day. And then I get there. Like, you know what? I feel like doing legs. So. <laughs> funny. Yeah, it works out though. I mean, yeah, as long as you're going, it's, it's gotta be a little more difficult to going to uh public gyms. I mean, I've, I've been to them quite often before and it was always so frustrating people would just be constantly on their phone or just obnoxiously long rest times when i know they weren't strength training i just um so i've been here for about a year now right uh, in this house when i first moved here i didn't really know of any 
like the area. I didn't know the gyms. So I went to ooh, Planet Fitness for a couple of months. Planet Fitness, it just packed to the brown, packed to the brown. And then they yeah. removed, I remember a few years ago, they removed like, um, like the, like bench press, uh, a bunch of stuff. So it's, it's very limiting in what you can do as far as, um, like bodybuilding style workouts. Yeah. And, uh, there's so many people in there and everybody's <laughs> doing exactly that on their phones. A lot of people don't know what they're doing, which is not a problem. Everybody starts somewhere, but, uh, yeah. when you have a plan and like, all right, this, this will take me like an hour at most, maybe just 45 minutes and I, I can be done. So, uh, ended up finding this gym. It's one of those small hole in the wall gyms that like, only a few people uh, that are like super serious about go to, so it's nice. never a bunch of people in there at any time. And uh, I'm I'm trying to get like you build my own gym, uh, but since COVID, man, like that stuff has gotten so expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, it's exactly when I stopped adding stuff. Is like the weights used to be maybe a dollar a pound, and now it's up to yeah. two fifty, three dollars a pound. And like, dude, you're not even using it. Just sell it to <laughs> me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So many people on Craigslist I've contacted and just like, yeah, uh, two fifty a pound. I was like, <laughs> dude, I can see this, the cobwebs and the dust all over it. Just right. I'm, I'm being it's so selfish. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to like the machine and I was so it was like super rusted out and it was still asking a ridiculous price. Come on, man. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I bet they got it too. So I mean, if I was in their shoes, I would do that too. But still. <laughs> That's funny. So, how old is uh, Little Man? He's like, he is. He's about to be uh, seven uh, later this month. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the best month. It's my birthday month, also. It's the hottest month, man. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's brutal. I'm not made for a hot weather. I mean, my dad was born in Alaska, so I think I have some of that Alaskan blood in me because I. I'm dying. I've been dying for months. It's it's not for me. <laughs> that's, that's one of the actually one of the reasons I um, I got into like hybrid athletics because um, when I was uh, in bodybuilding, I was bigger. I would sweat all the time, just constantly sweating and trimming down. That's what I was just good for your heart. Trimming down, I, I'm a lot lighter. I just feel better. I can actually go outside in the summer. <laughs> so seven years what do you think your perspective has shifted on from since having him before him with him he uh so having a special needs child son has uh down syndrome and autism by the way and he has made me a much more patient person um like me especially coming uh fresh out of the marine corps and having him yeah uh i i went he took me from like a constant 10 to <laughs> where you, know, you can't deal with him the same way um you could deal with most typical children um it, it requires a lot of patience and it really got me there and it helped me a lot of uh, different aspects of life, especially at that time, um, definitely really needed that. So, um, 
yeah, I would say patience is always like the first thing I think of when I think about like how how I've changed as as a person since he was born. Yeah. That's awesome. That I that is definitely one of my virtues that I'm lacking, or is like the <laughs> smallest the smallest one that I have, and especially after becoming a father, I've, uh, I'm not good at it. Still, I mean, I'll admit that, but. I, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out ways to become more patient. And a lot of it is honestly just me trying to remember that it's just a child. Like I, I forget constantly because my oldest is 10 and the baby's a year and a half. And there's just such a huge gap between there, but I expect a lot from the 10 year old. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot. I mean, she's only 10. She's her brain isn't even close to fully developed. So she's not, (laughs) she's not going to understand when I'm, trying to explain logically how things work either but yeah, yeah trying to trying to just remember and remind myself that the kids is the biggest thing for me so far I, I like i said i'm still really bad at it but yeah I, mean, I think we're like hey we're always a work in progress if we don't have anything to to work on and that means you're already perfect right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you're lying to yourself for sure yeah. <laughs> Does uh this little man get involved with any sort of fitness related stuff with you at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets involved by making things as difficult as possible during the workout. <laughs> cool. uh, but he um yeah he does enjoy uh, like when I when I do he's uh he's, he's good at watching uh, observing everything. Sometimes he'll bend. I brought on this uh, this little bean like tie set. I think he's ever touched it. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he's trying So what's your uh, biggest approach towards your nutrition? Because that's uh, obviously being a bodybuilder, the nutrition is pretty key for growth and also cutting. But do you, you have any like protocols? Do you kind of just have like, rough estimates for stuff you do are you measuring everything out i do i i do have my scale but um i from answering bodybuilding i was extremely strict about everything I measured everything to the t i was counting all my numbers and everything. it was exhausting so <laughs> i i think yeah. yeah that was like the first thing to go and kind of uh from there it just went on i I was still track things but it was definitely more of a rough estimate of um what everything was um i probably just write it down like a like a note app for the day Uh, okay and yeah i haven't been strict about counting macros in years but uh the same principle still applies um just if you I think every everyone pretty much knows what they need to eat. The hard thing is sticking to it and um, avoiding the, the things that are bad for you. I think yeah. it's one of those things everybody knows is just hard to execute. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you have any uh, little <laughs> guilty pleasures? Are you gonna like wake up in the middle of the night and eat a tub of frosting? Or <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I use that as an example is because one of my buddies, he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He'd be mad if I mention his name, but he uh, he's done that several times. <laughs> he said he said he like stole his roommate's 
thing of frosting in the middle of the night once, and he's like, dude, I got a problem. <laughs> Cracks me up. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for um anything cookies and cream, ice cream. So there's there's always at least a pint of cookies and cream ice cream in the freezer. And I look at it and like, not today, not today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Game of Thrones thing where not today for death. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it never makes it like more than a few days and then I end up buying a new one and I'll stay in there for a few days until I cave in. So, <laughs> and um, kind of feel like you should you should always you should be at the point where like okay adding adding this for a day that's not going to completely destroy your diet like oh yeah that, yeah that's that, that's the goal at least yeah yeah, yeah I used to be exactly like you where I'd weigh everything and track it all and I have spreadsheets and all that nonsense but I did it for so <laughs> long that I don't I don't really need to do it anymore either and. I just have such a decent general understanding of nutrition itself that if, I mean, the only way I would do that again is if I was going to do a competition, but other than that, just for like day-to-day life, that is obnoxious. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier. If, if there's more barriers in front of you, the least successful you're going to be. So I don't, I don't track any of that stuff anymore. Have you ever thought about doing competition? Yeah. Um, two years ago, that was the first one I was going to do. I was going to do a men's physique. I was about one month away. Uh, so I had like a six month prep leading up to it. And then, uh, my life like fell apart for that last month. Like I got divorced, my dog died and all that stuff all within like a couple weeks. So it kind of derailed me and it's, uh, that's the excuses that I'm going to use for it. I thought about it again recently, but. I'm I'm probably gonna end up doing. It. I just feel like I, I have to do one just because I like it so much. If you do one, I'm in. <laughs> nice. All right, so we got <laughs> we got the ultra obstacle course coming up. We got the uh, competition, the bodybuilding competition, and then we got uh, strength training. Ultra obstacle course. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a 50K. It's not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll just start with the marathon uh, obstacle course. (laughs) Start? (laughs) Yeah, you did did a couple Spartans before, right? I did a Spartan before, and it was was 12 miles, so not even a marathon. Yeah, half marathon. That's pretty decent, though. How was it? It's hard as shit. <laughs> Perfect. Let's double that, man. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so have you had any like major injuries or anything throughout your uh fitness career? Oh yeah, the uh my major injury is right clavicle. I uh broke it my senior year of high school um, during practice of wrestling and kind of ignored it and I was a- I was able to I was able to wrestle my last uh, the very last tournament of the year 
Uh, and so, but since I missed uh, so many, I, I, I didn't make state. Oh, I lost some audio on my side. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're back. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, a couple of years and um, after I had joined the Marine Corps by then, um, shoulder was bothering me. And finally, like, I should get this looked at. <laughs> so I got it x-rayed and they were like, hey, um, looks like your clavicle was broken and it healed wrong. Like, did you have any, like, is there an injury that, like you remember that you you have broken your clavicle? Broken clavicle. I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, where well, are you gonna need a surgery? All right, I never got a surgery. So now it, it bothers me every so often. Um, oh, recently, yeah, recently I've um, like pinched nerves, especially. But recently, I it, it's it's gotten a lot worse. It's like I'm in a permanent pinch pinch nerve mode. Like, but uh, it usually doesn't bother me during this. Yeah, thankfully, like the time when you have the death weight over your face isn't, it's not <laughs> bothering you. <so> that's good. <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> so you mentioned your current routine's a three-day split. How has that evolved for you over time? Did you like start with a base of strength during your wrestling days or how has that evolved for you? I think, I think strength was always like the, the, the motivation behind uh, lifts, especially coming up, everything was just trial and error. There wasn't a lot of, um, like YouTube wasn't uh, really a thing, especially not fitness YouTube, that wasn't really a thing. Um, yeah. Instagram wasn't a thing, even though I'm pretty sure um, fitness influencers are just as useless as nothing would be. But like the 20 year old uh, life coaches. Yeah, 20 year old life coach. Like, what do you have to tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, everything was pretty much trial and error. Like, um, I would I'd probably do the wrong thing for so many years and then finally discover. Like, uh, I did ended up doing a lot of reading. Um, a friend of mine um, went to school for uh, sports medicine. So, he ended up passing a bunch of things and uh and uh slowly but surely um like knowledgeable youtubers did start coming out and i was able to and i, I pretty much just picked and learned different tiny pieces from everything i could get my hands on and until i i'm still learning today but um yeah trialing there and just doing what uh doing what what works what's effective and um what I enjoy most, even if something is like super optimal, but if I don't like it, I'm not going to incorporate it. This is yeah. be able to keep doing it. How was the military training? That's almost uh, exclusively calisthenics, no? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was um, for me and a select few people. Um, <laughs> like they realized that I just sucked at running, so they're like. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Right, don't worry about it. You're going to be our gunner. So they uh... <laughs> don't need to run. You got the guns. <laughs> yeah. So I had the uh, the, the MC, M240 saw, and uh, was, how much did that thing weigh? I don't know. It was, it was pretty heavy. It was a uh, <laughs> machine gun. But um, 
because I was doing that, I was able to focus more on um, on weight training. But uh, yeah, that, it's almost exclusively yeah, calisthenics, running. Um, definitely, I wouldn't say any of the military training is hard. Just annoying. Yeah, getting yelled at while you're working out is not really my favorite thing. <laughs> I would say the, the getting yelled at thing is like exclusively, mostly exclusively with uh, basic training or a boot camp. Oh, like, okay. uh, after you make it to like your first unit, like you might get yelled at a little more because you're the new guy, but usually it's it, it becomes pretty chill unless you're just bad at everything. But if you're, if you're huge and bad at running, they're still not going to yell at you. They're going to find something else for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what What do you think has made you shift a little to hybrid and incorporate a little more uh, cardio into your training? So in the military, um, I um, found out about my hypertension. So wanted to start a, start leaning out. Um, way less i was in my at my biggest i was about 250 and uh i i did a show in 2012 and that's how that's about how much i weighed and i figured um i cared more about my longevity than my aesthetics so i um started and like with more research all the like the Top bodybuilders are dying so young. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that. Let's, let's uh, let's do what we can to be uh, be alive as healthy as we can as long as possible. Especially now we have a son. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely shifted my training quite a bit since becoming a father. Is I was obnoxiously selfish before, and I still am to some extent, but. Now I have other people that will literally die if I don't take care of myself. So it's it definitely uh, shifts your mind a little bit. Like, oh, maybe I uh, maybe I should go for a run despite hating it with a passion. Like, it, oh it'll, God, it'll help strengthen my heart a little bit and keep me going there. <clears throat> um, so you got your three day split. You mentioned you have a recovery day. What do you do? Do you have like active recovery or how is recovery important in your routine? Uh, and that's, <clears throat> that's another thing I had to learn was how important recovery was. But the recovery day is just as important as the weight training itself. And um, years ago, I would just, I would keep going, keep going and going and going. No recovery days. And I don't know. I, I think I may have been like addicted to like the like that soreness. I, I think I don't know. I think that that did something for me. But uh, eventually, the older I got, I really had no choice. <laughs> 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 like, all right, I, I can't keep feeling like this. <laughs> yeah, your body will catch up to you eventually. Yeah, but luckily, um, the more you know. Um, knowledgeable I became, I realized, okay, recovery is extremely important. I should um, incorporate these and uh, to the best of my ability. Um, so with recovery, uh, basically, just, I'm not, I, I used to still uh, run on recovery days, but now I, I don't do 
um, anything at all, um, training wise. Just yeah. uh, relax, able to get whatever uh, whatever I need done during that block that I would be at the gym. Yeah, yeah normal catch up on the normal life yeah. nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> nothing glamorous, but it's, yeah, it's, glamorous. it's funny that you mentioned like pre YouTube stuff, and it got me thinking. I was like, what what the hell was I doing? And like, because I've always been active as well, and always done some sort of sports and stuff like that but i'm trying to think of when i started taking it serious i think the first thing that i got uh, so i i initially started with like gymnastics and calisthenics is my like main focus for uh when i started taking it serious and the the book that i remember reading was called convict fitness i think um and it was I don't even know how legitimate it was, but it was a, a dude who claimed to be in prison. And this was the routine, purely calisthenics based routine that he used to do in prison. And it had like a, a sequence of 10 workouts um, with progressions that grew it, but it was called convict workout. And that was like the first book of fitness related stuff that I bought that I took serious. You remember, you remember who the author was? It sounded like some Cali muscle type. Uh. <laughs> I, I know it wasn't him, but it was around the same time that I started taking that hiking mud. <laughs> oh. Dude, you! I remember we talked about that, the Diet yeah. Coke and instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That stuff was horrible. But yeah, I was uh, so broke back then. That's all. <laughs> Like I need my caffeine, so I'll do, I'll do this. Yeah, that I was, was so happy once I remember burping that stuff up while I was like trying to lift and be, like burning my throat. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I remember uh, finally being like making enough to where I can afford actual like like good protein pre workouts because I was getting um like those super cheap Walmart proteins for so long. And tricking myself into, yeah, I, I like this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I had like Optimum brand protein or like some high quality protein. It's like, wow, it doesn't chunk up and like stick yeah. to my teeth and it like actually has a flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what is this magic? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I, I like your gym that you go to now. It seems like Ronnie Coleman would be there. <laughs> just oh, yeah, like a, a hardcore bodybuilding gym. I don't even know if it is, but it just seems like how I work out. Just like this dingy ass basement with spiders everywhere. And just yeah. people just it's, put it's in. One of those. It's one of those. And it, it's got like, uh, like all the pictures of the um, the bodybuilders that have been in there like around the walls. Like it, it's pretty dope. Nice. Yeah, that's the kind of gym that I like. Yeah. My wife absolutely hates that. <laughs> she wants to be in air conditioning and like everyone's in matching outfits and like I hardly wear clothes when I work out. I can't exactly. <laughs> I wear the, the smallest shorts I can find you know, with, a, yeah. with a stringer top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's one of the benefits of the basement gym is I usually just work out in my boxers and flip flops. <laughs> That's funny. 
So future goals, man. Aside from the crazy events that I get you involved in, where where are you looking to go here? Future goals. I wanted to uh, get my my bench press back to a four hundred five, but um, with this cut, my strength is so low that that's completely out of the question. <laughs> So time to find some new goals. Um, <laughs> move the goalpost. Yeah, move the goalpost. Uh, adapt and overcome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, just um, uh, stay successful and uh, put on some put on some clientele. Um, taking training more seriously, uh, getting back into it, um, and getting absolutely shredded. <laughs> nice. That's fun. Yeah, I'm not sure specifically what I want. I mean, I have, I have like one target goal that I'm working towards. I want to run the uh, the 350 marathon or 330 marathon the same day I, I do the 1,000-pound lift. <laughs> um Look. I haven't I haven't hit the thousand pound club in a while. It's been a few years, so I'm gonna. I've been strength training to try to get that back. I'm not too far off, but yeah, I definitely lost a lot of strength. <laughs> I hate. I mean, <laughs> it's so annoying not being able to enjoy your body. Like it's it's such a it's such a mental issue, and I've I've always struggled with that one, but especially cutting and losing strength and then it's just like you were said earlier just that vicious cycle <laughs> yeah I, I think it's kind of a it's kind of an ego thing too where we we see like a a, a set number that we were able, once able to easily do and now we're struggling with it and it's kind of kind of messes with your pride like i should be able to yeah. do that and that's what i'm trying to like not like uh like of course i don't have the strength of i had it at that point but so what? I'm still stronger than everybody in this gym right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the strongest person in my house. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the, the day your daughter outranks you in strength, that's the day she worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if she even starts coming close, I'm gonna yeah. start panicking. They're my wife and daughter are string beans, so yeah, it'd be so embarrassing if they ever outlifted me on anything. <laughs> That would definitely crush my pride a bit. No, yeah, I'll do it. Speaking of, I don't understand how my dad is still stronger than me. It really pisses me off. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I saw him maybe like six months ago, but he doesn't even do anything anymore, and he's still stronger than me. Yeah, that's that old man strength. He just, yeah, it's like really um, like in an RPG game where you you just get perks. So I guess dudes just like one of the perks of getting older, like plus ten strength. <laughs> yeah, every five years he gets that level up. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, let's see here. Let's talk about some role models, man. Oh yeah. Um. So I know you said you started like with bodybuilding and stuff. What made you interested in that side of it versus just getting obnoxiously strong from your wrestling? So 
what made me want to get into bodybuilding was uh, I was also really into um, into comic books. Well, I wouldn't even say comic books. I would say I would probably just say Superman. Super and Superman. Like I had a bunch of Superman comics, and I remember just you know his aesthetic, his his um, the body, and I, I there's always something like I look up to, and that kind of got me into um, like a uh, became a really big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And started following him from there, and uh, I just really appreciated the the aesthetic of everything. So when I first got into lifting, the number one priority was was aesthetics, strength, and I figured strength will, will come with that, which it did. So um, yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to look good. I wanted to look like I wanted to look like Arnold. And eventually, yeah. uh, at one point, like, all right, I want to like Ronnie now. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's getting a little small now once yeah. Ronnie showed up. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I got I have pretty similar experience. Um wasn't comic books, but it was 80s action figures or action oh, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> My dad was real big into like Jean-Claude Van Damme and just like blood sport. I mean, and I would watch that constantly. And, uh, it's something about that and like the combination of my dad and grandparents and all of the males in my family being in the military, there was always that push to just be stronger, or better. And the, <laughs> I can definitely remember the aesthetic appeal of, just watching Jean-Claude Van Damme just crush oh, yeah. people. And he's like, oh, yeah. my God, he's so ripped, too. I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. I remember my, my dad was growing up with, like, uh, Bruce Lee. And while he was shredded, he was tiny as hell. And it was, it was just funny to, like, oh, so you can be muscular and you can still and fight. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I always appreciated Bruce Lee from the mental side, but I always just thought he was scrawny. Like I'm not even that big of a person, but <laughs> thinking about Bruce Lee is tiny too. It's funny you bring up uh, like the '80s, like uh, like action figures and action movie era, because um, I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend. She was uh, she was talking about like how Barbie, like the Barbie dolls, like kind of were um, pushing for women to look a certain way. And I was like, have you ever heard of He-Man? <laughs> right? Like, we had our standards were impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's like, actually yeah. a good point. I wonder, kids these days, I wonder if they're going to have something like that. I don't I don't know much about, I mean, I know Coco Melon, but... I don't know, no Jack Fathers on Cocomelon, but I'm I'm curious because like all of the cartoons and all of the superheroes and stuff when we were growing up were all super jacked dudes as well. So uh, I don't see that as much in modern culture. I wonder uh, how much that's going to influence them. I mean, it was like the heyday for Arnold in the the 80s yeah. actions. Yeah, okay. I was looking at um. I was looking at cartoons with my son uh, earlier, and it's for everything looks well. I guess everything kind of looks the same back then too. But um, like the protagonists usually aren't, you know, as as big or aesthetic as they used to be. There's, there's still some out there, but um, yeah, shows like uh, 
I'm thinking, the only one I can think of right now, uh, Steven Universe, I believe. It's a, he's a chubby little kid. Man. Yeah. Even, right. uh, <laughs> even Dragon Ball Z. I mean, that was something oh, I watched goodness. when I was younger. And yeah. recently, my daughter's been very interested in, like, I guess there's a new version of it. I don't know. But I watched a little bit of it with her. And uh, I was like, where's all the jack dudes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So being a software engineer, sitting at the desk all day, that sucks. I can uh, 100% relate to that one. <laughs> um, what do you do to break up your day? Like, do you go for walks or anything? I, that's where the, the home gym really comes in handy. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll go downstairs and, and have a, a full routine. Just <laughs> come back up and, and uh, stare at the, the bright screen and burn off my retinas for a few more hours. But um, I definitely, I, I can't just do like a, like just an eight hour straight, just sitting down in front of the screen. I have to, I got to get up and do something. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, in our line of work, it's it's extremely easy to, just um, get complacent and um, and just, we're on our asses all day. So it it takes a little a little bit more discipline to have to. I should probably get up right now and do something. Yeah, yeah. especially once you like get in that flow state. I've I've definitely had times where I'm debugging something. I'm, I like look at the clock. I'm like, oh my god, that was like 13 hours ago. Like. Yeah. What? Oh man! What? Yeah. Time, time flies when you are trying to. You have a bug or something, and you're trying to. You're trying to figure something out. Maybe you just hit a high streak in your coding, and then you look at the watch, and like five hours have passed. Like, oh, <laughs> I forgot to eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that stuff's wild. How'd you get involved with uh, software engineering? Originally, uh, as a as a teenager, I did like. Uh, like game development, um, tried making game for Game Boy Advance. Oh wow! Definitely. From there, I got uh, that's where I got into like um, different uh, programming languages. Uh, C Sharp was my first one, then. Uh, I kind of broke the ice with everything else, and um, while I was in the Marine Corps uh, as a uh, intelligence analyst, we had opportunities to uh, for like free education on all these other things. Um, so it's I, I pretty much knew I wanted to I wanted to develop something. Just I didn't really know what at the time, um, but I, I knew that that's definitely what I wanted to do with my life. And um, yeah, I found software development, and um, I don't know, I love it. Still in that honeymoon phase, probably. That's fun. Yeah, I remember that. I was I was there for several years. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I would do on my free time too. I loved it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do it on my free time. Yeah, so definitely a honeymoon phase. <laughs> so I don't want to be dead to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. How were the people in your classes? 
I'm I'm just um, trying to think of when, like I said earlier, like I was definitely the minority. Yeah. Uh, as far as... I was, yeah, I was always always the 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 biggest guy. I don't think I've ever seen someone that was like actively pursuing bodybuilding in any of these programming classes. Um, yeah, even in the stance of like. Yeah, I, I was sort of a minority. I stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh yeah, the the big black guy over there. I was like, he's the only one. That's got to be him. <laughs> uh, Can you talk to me about your uh, your shirt there? I I I know you love that company, right? Oh yeah. So um, so this guy, and I'm not sponsored, so I don't want to say too much. Screw that guy, something. <laughs> 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 but he was one of the first um like YouTubers that I, I discovered. Uh his name is uh Chris Jones. Chris Jones or Beast Mode Jones. And um yeah, he's one of the first um fitness YouTubers that I discovered. He um he was adamant about like um about being natural and staying natural and uh he was super knowledgeable on everything. Um <laughs> So, and at the time, like we were in similar, uh, similar places in life. Like he uh, uh, was buying the same cheap Walmart protein that I was buying at the time. That's all I could afford. Like it, it just radiated with him. So when he uh, started the company, Pump Chasers, I was he got my support. And that's awesome. Man. Now he's in a much, much better place than I am. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> Maybe you bought too many of the sleeveless yeah. hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I was yeah. going to say something. I lost it. Uh, oh, well. Oh, yeah, I was going to go back to the, the role models. Um, I know you had mentioned Arnold. I think that's. It's a pretty standard one. Um, do you have any current role models that you follow as far as any hybrid fitness related things or more bodybuilding stuff? Um, as far as, as far as role models, I wouldn't say that there's anyone I consider a role model right now. Um, and that's for the fact of um, I'm I'm older, and most of the people online, I'm older than. <laughs> Everybody's so freaking young now. I was like, <laughs> but there are there are guys uh, out there that I um, that I do really like. Um, as far as uh, like, uh, do you want to name some names or? Yeah, why not? Okay, there's um for a very knowledgeable uh, um a, a big source of uh, of fitness knowledge, whether it's bodybuilding, um just, uh calisthenics, uh, weight loss. Uh Greg Doucette is a pretty huge um source of information. Yeah. Um he sent me several uh, of his things. That was the first time yeah. I'd actually heard of him. I was like, Oh man, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I really like him. He's a um, he's a IFBB pro. He holds a um, he holds a world record in powerlifting for bench or deadlift something. I don't know. Wow. But uh, so he he has the experience. Um, 
and he's uh very honest so I like that uh i still follow uh, uh chris jones uh he's a, a huge uh, source of information um pretty much i mean i and i do i do a lot more reading now so Oh yeah, uh, you remember uh, Scooby something? He was like one of the. He was, I think he was the first fitness YouTuber. Scooby something. Oh, Scooby. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, yeah love that guy. You still use his body fat calculator. Oh yeah. Scooby's Scooby's workshop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the the calipers, and I still use his calculator online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was another big one. Yeah, love that guy. But um, as far as, yeah, as far as role models though, yeah, I really don't like using that term. A lot of the yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't think I have any right now either. I mean, I have like idealized versions of Arnold that I still look up to, and I mean the current Arnold is yeah. pretty dope still. But um, yeah, I guess for me it would be Nick Bear or. Um, just for the he, like, he he started the whole hybrid fitness movement, I suppose. Um, there's a couple others before him, but he kind yeah. of propelled it and accelerated it um, with his yeah. bear BPN brand and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any. I don't have any role models for fitness, anyways. Not right now. Yeah, and for me, it would probably still be the exact same ones it was when I was little. Arnold. And, yeah. Um, I used to watch Pumping Iron like every day. It seemed like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny now because I I read his I read Arnold's book uh, Total Recall, and then recently his uh, Netflix documentary. Um, but it was just it's just funny hearing how all of that stuff he was just bullshitting the whole time. Just like, <laughs> yeah. he was just saying hilarious things, and I, I remember laughing so hard at all of it. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a very interesting person. Uh, oh, yeah. once, in, once in a lifetime, I think. Yeah, I don't know how you could dislike Arnold. He's, he's iconic. Right? I don't. Thankfully, I've never met anyone who has, because I think I might have to fight him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the, one of the greatest people of all time? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I know there's people that like, because um, of the, the whole politics side of things, um, but. Even then, yeah. like I, I respect him. Like he, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want that job. Oh hell no! <laughs> Especially with California. Especially with California. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nothing against California, but I definitely I, wouldn't want to be their governor. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to be in inhabitant. <laughs> I remember reading, uh, or I saw some statistic the other day. It was like uh, country GDPs globally, and it had California, just the state itself. It was like like the fifth highest GDP, and it was comparing it to like countries. And I was like, oh, my God, you, you guys making a lot of money out there, huh? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> so I'm glad they're on like our team. Number five? <laughs> What's that? And it was like number five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh wow. 
it's bigger than like France, bigger than not Germany. Germans, they, they're making some money for the e- European Union over there, but yeah, in Germany. So you got siblings, right? I do. I do. Have a, any uh, of, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, are any of them as involved or with fitness as you? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where. I don't know. My, my older brother, uh, he now. I'm an inspiration to uh, to a lot of them. When they um, like uh, trying to get my brother into it now. My oldest brother. Uh, so we're working on it now, and uh, my younger brother is also interested. So I guess now that they see like um, results and whatnot, then they they've taken a, a much greater interest in it. But I'm definitely the only one who's had an interest from the beginning. Um, we're all, we, we've all been athletes, surprisingly, though. Like, uh, they were, uh, I was I was the wrestler, uh, oldest brother was the football player, and uh, <laughs> I love the camera, he was more of a, uh, he was in the band, which, <laughs> like, it's, that is definitely something. <laughs> something. Yeah. That's funny. Where do you think your drive and love for it came from? Is your I don't even know. I don't even know where mine um, came from. So I'm always curious where other people's comes from. Uh, my love of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be, like uh, I don't know. My I've always held myself uh, like in, in, a, in a pretty pretty high standard. So yeah. like when when it came to my even just like intelligence, I I tried to uh, you know be above others or just as, as high as as I possibly could. And yeah. I guess with uh with my fitness, it was no different. And uh, but mainly mainly aesthetics. I, I I didn't care about fitness. It was just aesthetics. Uh, I didn't care how healthy I actually was at that time, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can relate to that. I, yeah. I think I might have told you. I used to be a personal trainer when I was younger, and I was just such an arrogant little asshole. <laughs> I remember actually telling the client that, like, after the session, I'm gonna go home and get wasted, and I do that almost every night, and I'm still in better shape than you. Like, you don't have any excuses. So. I, I realized that it wasn't for me back then because I was just such a a, a jerk. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, I've grown since then. But <laughs> you mean that didn't work out? No. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I wish I had that person's contact information so I could apologize. Because I guarantee I didn't apologize on. I was just such a dick. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you got me way beat. I thought I was bad. Yeah, uh, yeah it's rough. I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> I attribute a lot of that to being a dad. I'll be honest with you, because uh, I mean, I guess getting older also helps level things out for some people, hopefully. But some, some <laughs> people. Like, you know, the older you get, like, it's like the less you care what others think. Like, so once they're, (laughs) 
like I know some old dudes that are just they have no filter. It's just they've gone too long in that in that mode. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning back there. Yeah. But I, I definitely attribute a lot of that to my brain because I, 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 I'm very introspective and I, I meditate and I try to like just understand myself and like, why, why would I, why did I do that? And yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that's me as a, as a person, but there's definitely a lot of people that don't like to ask those questions and they're afraid of the answers. So oh. I like, I like that about myself. <laughs> Do you do any meditation at all? Uh, not, not really meditation. Um, I do uh, prayer. My minister, I used to be really heavily involved in church younger. Um, not so much, but I'm still certainly uh, a Christian, and I'm trying to get back into to prayer, which is for me, I would say my form of uh, meditation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think your faith has impacted your fitness-related stuff at all? I used to be very involved as well when I was younger. Um, my my family's really big into it. Um, I don't necessarily think it impacted my fitness or anything, but I'm just curious if you think it has for you. Yeah, I was uh, not gonna lie. I was gonna try and bullshit an answer, but no, I don't think there's any correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Dad was a minister, huh? Oh yeah. Did you grow up in the South, also? Oh no, no, I'm a, I'm a Yankee. Well, not really. I'm uh, in Ohio, so not South, but not North. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio is its own special place. Yeah, it's on its own special version of hell. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents live out in Ohio, so I'm I'm somewhat familiar with it. It's they when I was younger, they lived in a more normal part of it, but they recently, maybe a decade or so ago, bought a a house right in the middle of like the biggest Amish settlement within Ohio. So they're just completely engulfed in that culture and surrounded by it. The most stereotypical place you can go in Ohio, like that's all people think. It was like farmlands and Amish people, and that's where they went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. The few times that I've gone to visit them since they moved there, um, just learning about the Amish culture. I don't know much about it, but they've become pretty well ingrained in it, so they understand it. They're not Amish themselves, obviously, but. <clears throat> being surrounded by all of them they have to kind of understand a little bit of how they work and there are cool. a lot of there are a lot of things that i appreciate about amish culture that i think would be very beneficial to the rest of the world um the biggest example is they're they don't hate technology but they are cautious and they want to understand how it impacts their culture and I think we could have adopted that one a little bit more globally instead of just letting it run rampant. And I mean, I was listening to an interview with, uh, I forgot his name now, but the CEO of OpenAI, and he was explaining how we've already lost the first round against artificial intelligence because all of the social media companies already employ 
all of that on the back end and they can pinpoint with precision accuracy what kind of person you are just because of the artificial intelligence. And to bring it back to the Amish, <laughs> they, uh, they, they're, like I said, they're not resistant, which was always something I had understood it as, but they, they slowly let things in. They see how it works. And if it doesn't crush their culture completely, then they're okay with it. And oh, like I said, so I feel like that would be very beneficial for the rest of the world. That's something I didn't understand as well. I thought that they were just wholeheartedly against like uh, technology. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because when I was there, I was like, that Amish dude's got a cell phone. What the hell is that? <laughs> and then my grandpa was explaining, he's like, yeah, I mean, they slowly let technology in. And like I said, they, they see how it impacts the their culture. And if it's not like severely negative and there are super beneficial things to having a cell phone like that, then uh, they're not going to let all the teenagers have them, obviously. I don't think we should either. <laughs> I don't. There's there's a lot. I don't think uh, teenagers. There's a, there's a reason we restrict like a lot of things until you're like 21 or an adult. I think teenagers just aren't ready for a lot of things, and it's it's really beginning to show with the uh, social media. Oh God, yeah, for sure. Maybe like how we were talking about earlier, how they don't necessarily have the cartoons and the action figures, I think they honestly might have it worse now that you bring that up with oh, the yeah. social media because that is so much more fake but appears real to them, especially with their undeveloped brains. Yeah. And, wow, that's that's even more terrifying because I thought yeah. I was being screwed with like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Because at the very least, I knew that Superman was – a work of fiction at the end of the day. He's a, a cartoon character, whereas they have examples of real people that they can see every day with these amazing lives. And yeah, that, that, that's actually might be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, damn. Now, whenever things like this happen to me, I always think of the saying, ignorance is a bliss. Because now oh, I wish I didn't have that connection in my brain. <laughs> uh, no, it's so much worse. <laughs> Well, damn. Yeah, and that was <clears throat> that was my biggest hesitancy for social media itself is I honestly could never see any value in it. Um I I initially had a Facebook and a MySpace back in the day just because it was new and exciting at the time. Um but that died off pretty quickly. I haven't had any social media for like a decade up until yeah, it's been about a decade or so for me as well. I had a, I had a MySpace. Uh, I don't think I ever used it. And uh, I had an Instagram. And I don't care to you know, keep up appearances with things, and I definitely don't care of um, checking in with, with people. Like the, the people that I, that I want to talk to, they we have each other's numbers. And um, I didn't like, as you know, with with uh, with training, we go through phases where like uh, I'll look amazing in the in the summer, and maybe during the winter I don't look so great. 
but with uh, like social media, you feel the the pressure. You have to always look fantastic, and yeah, I'm like, oh, I just need to get off of this. Yeah, yeah, it's rough, and like like I was saying, like the only I do actually find some value in it now, but that's because I I've spent the time to curate it enough where I don't have that constant bombardment with nonsense. And honestly, I only really use it for branding and just to, 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 to grow the dad fit brand. And <clears throat> there is some value in that. And as sad as it is to say, I feel like it's necessary now for oh, businesses. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know any other way to do it because literally 99% of the rest of the world is on there. And it's, it seems silly to just ignore that at this point for a, a growing company like that. But I mean, yeah. personally, I still think it's garbage. There's as funny as it is to say, I think Twitter is the most beneficial one for me. Like personally, um, I've got the most benefit out of it. And I always had this idea of it in my head as like a big dumpster fire. Like it was just like the worst possible one, but it's, a uh, there's there's meaningful connections I've been able to establish with people on there, and I I didn't expect that. Yeah. Whereas as Instagram is just so filtered and complete garbage. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is like uh, it's cur- it's already curated to like we're gonna show what we're gonna show. If you're not already in that ecosystem, then you're, you're kind of left out. Whereas oh, yeah. um, with uh, platforms like I guess Twitter, like you can definitely put make a push and and like get out there. Like uh, there's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Social media is wild, man. I don't, our yeah. brains aren't built to handle stuff like that. We're built to handle small communities small local communities of social interactions. But when you have direct access to billions of people in the palm of your hand, (laughs) we are too primitive brained for that nonsense. Yeah. Wait, now we have access to everyone's stupid opinion on the planet. (laughs) Oh man, that one's, that one's wild. I, I've been making conscious efforts to say, I don't have an opinion on that because I don't, I don't. Most of the time, I just don't care enough, but a lot of it, I'm just not informed enough to actually make an educated opinion on it. So I'm not going to spew nonsense just because maybe someone will like it. I I don't know. I don't get that. I don't. It's It's ironic because I have like this need for external validation for my body, (laughs) but I don't care. I don't care if you care so much about what I think about something else. I, I understand that. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, that's been diminishing the older that I'm getting. I was much worse when I was younger as far as body dysmorphia goes. And I don't think it ever crossed into the territory of actual diagnosed body dysmorphia. Thankfully, um, because I've met a couple people where I think they actually have that in I don't know. It's it's wild. Like that's they they literally won't even have like a a crumb of a 
dessert because yeah. you're like, oh, dude, that's going to mess up my whole diet. Like, yeah. if you're that fragile, you can't take a bite, <laughs> like, that's bad, man. You need some, you need to go to a shrink or something. <laughs> those people need help. But I do think that a little body dysmorphia is a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it kind of like, it kept me like hungry enough to where I always felt like there was, there was goals to be met. But at the same time, not uh, not so invasive that I'm going to just kill myself and make myself so unhappy to accomplish. But I was like, okay, I need to, I, I can get to this level next. And yeah, I, I, no, I, I think agree. That a little bit is pretty healthy. I do too, and I think the pendulum swung the complete opposite way, and I don't think that's good yeah. at all. Like the body yeah. positivity. I understand the general theme and sentiment of it, um, but the caveat with that, it, there, there is health issues. Like you can't just be morbidly obese and be yeah. healthy. That, that's not possible. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. Yeah, I think I think everyone deserves to like. If you wish to look a certain way, then we're, we're Americans. Go for it. But you should have the 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 true information presented to you as to like the health benefits or risk that this would be because what they're doing now is like um saying they're just yeah straight up saying that uh, but there's no uh risk of heart attack with with fat and that's not true though we know that to be untrue yeah um, yeah that's the part of the body positivity movement that I can't ever agree with. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I agree with the, the general sentiment and exactly what you're saying. Like you look however you want. It makes you happy, be comfortable, but don't say that you're healthy. I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get behind that. Yeah. And that is also difficult because what exactly is healthy, quote unquote. So it's, 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 a, it's an interesting subject. And that's one of them that I do have opinions on and I, could talk to people about, but that's because I've spent the time to educate myself on it. And I'm not just going to spew nonsense because right. I want to be loud and I want people to look at me. And <laughs> well, well, you do know that the loudest person is the winner of the argument. So. <laughs> uh, it, it's so true. Sadly, the loudest person it's, it just makes me think of, uh, have you ever watched like formal college debates or like any sort of like formal debating oh. classes? Yeah. Dude, speak like 400 words a minute. Be, like, all right. <laughs> How is this a debate? Just because you said more. I don't know the rules of it or anything like that, but I, it's just obnoxious to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extremely, I've, um, I, I started listen, listening to more debates and it's like, you can tell like the people that are very good at debating are going to do their debating thing. And the people that are bad at it are just going to raise their voices. <laughs> but, like they're, they're both just a waste of time. <laughs> That's funny. I'm all for healthy debates, but yeah, formal stuff. It's, it's, it's obnoxious. Yeah. And especially when they just start attacking the person personally. Like, all yeah, right. Yeah. You're <laughs> Well, we've been going for a little over an hour, man. Um, I don't have any other questions. Do you have uh, anything you want to plug? You, I know you don't really do social. Um, 
Yeah, I got I got no social medias at the moment, so uh, nothing to plug. But uh, <laughs> stay about, tuned. Uh, stay tuned. With, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'll be involved with um, uh, more um, dad fit coaching. Um, so stay tuned. <laughs> right on, man. Oh, perfect timing. My... There you go. He is crying now, so. <laughs> I'm surprised. Mine, uh, mine took a nap, like, right when we were starting. I'm surprised he's not up. Yeah. Good. Good timing, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, like I said, appreciate you coming on, man. It was. Hey, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. I, I was surprised how much that I, uh, I enjoy this, because, I, I don't know, I, I just, maybe I'm just so starved for attention or, like, interaction. <laughs> interaction with outside people because i work from home <laughs> but yeah anyways i appreciate you coming on ricky you're uh obviously you got the bodybuilding filter turned on so we can, oh, we can yeah, see. turn it off <laughs> <laughs> don't flip it off before i stop recording though <laughs> all right man okay